0: It's the Schick Show. It's the Schick Show. It's the Schick Show. Hey, welcome everybody! Buckle in. This is gonna be an adventure. You are in the right place. This is the Schick Show. You found me. I am Scott Schick, your host for uh, roughly 30 minutes. Let's let's take a ride to work. I am excited you're here. I have so much to share with you. Like this podcast is for you by me. That's right. For you by me. Share my life, thoughts, experiences, and the people I've met along the way. The list is long but distinguished. My story is filled with twists, wrong turns, rollovers, and corrections, and a bunch of wheelies in between. Well, let's go, people. Today we will explore who I am, where I come from, and where I am going. Man, I'm so excited got some cool stuff. there. like, I've been wanting to do this for quite a while. And um, I'm so happy you are taking the time out of your day to, to spend it with me. And hopefully this can be an interaction between us where, um, you know, it's not just me talking to you. I want your feedback. I want to hear from you. You can, you can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at the real Mr. Shick. Uh, you can shoot me an email, the real Mr. Schick at Gmail or Scott Stevens Schick at Gmail. I am excited to interact with you, learn from you. Heck, I'd love to have you on the podcast. Uh, if you got some some interesting stuff, some cool stuff, let's let's get together and uh, explore it. So, with that being said, who am I? Well, let's explore that. Let's explore who I am. So I am a son, a brother, husband, father, friend, mentor. I wear many, many hats. And I, I heard something a while back. I can't remember where I heard it, but I'm, I'm pretty sure it was on uh, a TV show. Uh, I am an avid TV uh, show watcher. I'm a streamer. Um, I absolutely love Streaming various series and watching a lot of different types of things, um, and we'll we'll get into uh, that at a later date. Uh, man, I can't wait to talk about the Sopranos and uh, some of my favorite uh, <laughs> favorite shows that I've watched and um, you know, what I've what I've learned about me through that. But, man, I'm so so pumped. I'm sorry I keep saying it, but I just am. I heard something a while back and I can't remember where it was. Like I said, um, I can be more than one thing. You are more than one thing. It was on a show. If somebody knows where that was said, you are more than one thing. It was an older guy saying it to somebody else. Um, Shoot me a message. Shoot me an email or hit me on Twitter or something. Let me know where that was from. I'm, I'm dying to remember... Um, but I can be more than one thing. I think that's really interesting. You are bigger than the one thing that someone may define you as. And, you know, just from from that initial list from me, you know, son, brother, husband, father, friend, mentor. I was a coach. I've, I've been, you know, many, many things. And um, we don't, sometimes we don't think of ourselves in this way, but we are. We wear many hats. We are many different things to many different people. I define myself as a son, brother, husband, father, friend, mentor. But take the time to see yourself from someone else's perspective. Just take a moment here. I'm going to shut up for just a few seconds. And think about who you are to those around you. Are you living up to that? Yeah, take the time to see yourself from someone else's perspective and then refocus that lens back towards you. We are many things. My, my, my children, they don't see me as my brothers and sisters do. I'm their little brother. But to my kids, I'm their dad. I certainly don't see... I, I, don't, I, I didn't see my dad... As a sibling, you know, my brothers and my sister, I see them as, as like my, I don't know if I even want to say equal because I still look up to them in so many ways. And um, they, they are incredible people. They have overcame so much. And man, I, I'm, they, they motivate me. And I'm not sure they know that, but they are still, my big brothers and big sister that I look up to, that I was looking up to just as a little boy and as a teenager trying to figure out how, you know, like, how am I going to ever, how am I ever going to live up to that? You know, but we are more than one thing. And you know, that definition we give ourselves, are we thinking about the definition others are, are giving us? what it is from their perspective. Take the time to see yourself from their from their eyes. Just refocus that lens. My children, I I I hope this is an opportunity for them to see me differently, to kind of see into me as a person as Scott, not as dad. You know, Um, I share, I share so much with, with my wife, with Jennifer that, you know, we are, we are best friends. She's my best friend. I don't know if I'm her best friend. I don't know if I'm worthy of being her best friend. I do my best to, to, to live up to that. She's an incredible person and I'm just trying to keep up, man. But I, my children don't see me as my brothers and sisters do. and My parents didn't see me as my aunts and uncles did either. You know, my aunts and uncles are looking at me differently than than what my parents do. I think as parents, we have a a skewed view, just as we do, you know, as a sibling, someone close to us. We see things differently than someone who doesn't have that connection, doesn't have that um, innate love. And, you know, I I think that's really important. I fear sometimes we, we see ourselves in such a narrow way that we forget who we are to others, and um, we get hung up in one of those definitions. Almost I will, I hate to say a rut. I don't know if I agree with my own, my own term there, but um, I think sometimes we, we get locked in and uh, it's, it's important for us to maintain those different hats. I grew up in Hartford City, Indiana. A little bit about me. I just want to kind of get back here. Kind of got off on a tangent. I have two brothers and a sister. And Bill. Well, Kathy's the oldest, and then Bill, and Joe. And my parents, Margie and Sonny, They were married for 45 years. They were amazing people, uh, coming from two different worlds. Oh, man, I can't wait to explore that either. We're we're gonna touch on some some real topics, guys. But my parents married 45 years. I love them dearly. I am so glad I was raised in the family I was raised in. Uh, With that being said, it was not, (laughs) it was not roses and, you know, um, peaches and cream, man. There were some, there were some struggles there in the Schick family and I was not always proud of, you know, our home. I was not always um, super excited about uh, some different things, but. Uh, I I can look back now with um, a very different focus and say thank you to my family. Thank you to my parents. Thank you to my siblings and aunts and uncles and all the extended family that have impacted me. But uh, I can definitely look back and see it differently. And with that being said, I, I, I think I would have also liked to have known my parents as a friend would have known my parents. Now, I... I don't want that to be confused. I didn't want to be friends with my parents. I don't want to be friends with my kids. Um, I'm their I'm their mentor. This is my parents were my mentor, and and where I'm always going to be that guide. I will. I do not want to blur that line. Um, I want to make sure they know I will always be honest with them, and um, I will treat them as as I would any of my friends and God bless it, man. I, I I probably lost some friends because I've, I've said what I was thinking and, you know, thank you, Bob Schick for that one. Um, but I always hope that it was for the best and, and it was with the best intentions. So, Guys, if you're listening and man, I, I, I screwed up and said something really, really dumb or offensive to you. Listen, it was, I love you. And I said it because I thought it needed to be said and I was hoping for the best outcomes for you. And I apologize if it was taken in a way that, that hurt in a a way that affected our relationship. I am sorry for that because I do, I do adore all my relationships with people. Uh, even those that aren't great, I still care about them, but anywho, uh, man, I could go off on that one for a while too, but, uh, like I said, I, I grew up in Hartford City just an amazing family and um so glad I was raised by them. Um, as friends, meaning I, I wish I would have known them as their friends knew them, just so I could have some insight, you know, what was what was Sonny Shick, what was Bob Shick like to his friends, you know? Um I know they liked him. Like he had he had a ton of friends. As as I got to know um, him as an older man, and our relationship altered and changed and evolved, you know, I, I got to interact with some of his his friends that he had and get to see him in a different light. But you know, I would have loved to have known. You know what what was my mom like? You know, she was a fun lady, man. We're gonna talk in the next episode about. You know, just her dancing around the house and sock hopping and fifties music. Just she was a fun loving lady, and um, I would like to have known her as a friend. as As a friend would know her, you, you know what I mean. Like, I don't. I want my mom to be my mom. I am so fortunate to have had the parents I had, but I would like to have known what she was. Perceived of as a friend, I can imagine it. You know, very fortunate in the work I do that I get to see a lot of people um, grow and change. And and, I, and there's a lot of times where I'm like, oh my gosh, that was that was me, or that was my brother, or whatever, or that was a friend, and uh, I get to see that. But you know, with that being said, uh, I I just jump back on here. I, I doubt they would have wanted that. <laughs> just like I doubt that I really want my kids to know me as a friend would have known me. Um, there were just some dumb stuff, you know, just some of those little things where, you know, I'm, I'm glad my kids uh, don't know all that. Maybe through this, they're going to learn some of it. But, um, you know, I do want to know, I'm a fun guy. I like to have fun. I think they know that. And they're, they're well aware of that. I like to laugh and, um, I cherish my relationships. Um, but I do wish I knew the friend and I'm air quoting and you all can't see it, or at least known the story of them, you know, uh, what, what was going through their heads? That would have been really cool. It made me think about, um, a quote I heard, uh, read, it was a Mark Twain quote. And I wrote it down here. The trouble is not in dying for a friend, but in finding a friend worth dying for. And I have been so fortunate. Many people have impacted my life, and uh, my af- my aspirations have always been to be worthy, to be worthy of my friends. And I am someone who values relationships, like I said, and who hopes to connect and bring a commonality to the conversation. As human beings, we're wired to find differences. It's what we like. That's how we've survived. We've recognized differences, and I want those differences to be our common ground. I want them to make us stronger. I want those differences to help us find right in this world, and that's that's what my passion is. Is I'm not a right fighter. Listen, I, I think there's many things worthy of, of fighting for, but, uh, and right is certainly one of those, but I don't want this to be misconceived as, Oh, there he is. Mr. Schick, the right fighter, you know, or Scott, the right fighter. Nah. Hey man, I, I I'm a pretty easy going dude. And I just want everybody to, uh, explore and find and, and enjoy this life. Enjoy as many trips around the sun as we can get. Hartford City. We've got to talk about Hartford City. It's a small community. It's in Blackford County, Indiana. It's a town of about 600 people and a county of nearly 12,000-ish. It's a farming community. There's some industry here, some small business. But um, uh, the motto for the high school, or you know, kind of the adopted motto is once a Bruin, always a Bruin. And I graduated from Blackford High School in 1992, they were right at about 170, 175 of us in that class. And um, the population of the, the high school has been dwindling. But since the 80s, you know, my, my siblings went to school in the, in the early 80s. My wife's siblings went to school in the late 70s, early 80s. And it has been dwindling since. I believe the high school was built to house around 1,200 students. And, um, like I said, about 175 in in me and Jennifer's class. So, that's, you know, um, that's well shy of of 1,200. My brothers, I'm guessing there were a little over 200 in each of theirs. But today, the high school population is closer to 500, maybe. Our community is changing. It's um, ever-evolving you know it's just school climate um you know the open enrollment has has affected that i would guess there's probably a 10 percent, maybe 15 percent of kids that aren't going there now that's sad man that was a great school and it's a beautiful facility like it's well kept it's well managed um I, i'm i am forever a um, I our community has lost some manufacturing,, um, you know, and transportation changes and just the economy changes. So I mean, whatever reason, but I, 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 I'm excited to see what is coming next for it, but uh, anyhow, I'm getting way off on a tangent. gosh, man, first episode, and I can't even stay on on task people. I told you, what was my first line? It was something like, everybody buckle in. Well, buckle in, guys, because we're twist turns, and we're, we're going all over the place here. Whew. I, I think that our community, like I said, it's changing. It, it's been changing. However, I'm very proud of it. I'm, I'm very proud of where I live. I'm very proud of where I come from. And I was thinking about today about how communities have their own culture. It's interesting. I've lived in two small towns. I've lived in Hartford City. I've lived in Madison, Indiana. And we'll dive much deeper into Madison in future episodes, too. But Madison reminded me so much of the Hartford City I grew up in. And during the 80s and 90s, Hartford City was alive, it was fun. People were involved. And we had so many, like, little league teams. And uh, there were all the businesses downtown were full. You could ride your bike all over the place, and uh, there was always somebody watching out. I always remember <laughs> I'd be riding my bike down the road, and um, Kim call it pull up. And she go, "I'm gonna tell your mom you were smoking." I'm like, "I'm not smoking." <laughs> she, I'm gonna tell her you were smoking. <laughs> I promise I wasn't smoking. Kim, man, she was always watching out for us. She was like keeping an eye on me and. Oh, man, I was so mad at her for it then, but now I'm looking back going, oh, that was pretty cool of her, you know, just to keep me in check. She cared enough about me to keep me in check. So thanks, Kim, I appreciate you. But, um, you know, I was thinking about how the, the the different communities had different cultures, and it's interesting. Madison reminded me so much of, of what I grew up in, and uh, it it is a thriving little town. And when, when you go online, you read social media, it's not, like, people just like dogging it i'm like are you serious like step out for a minute it's kind of what we're talking about here step out of your own skin for a minute and see what other people see and maybe you'll just start stop dogging yourself man um but it, it is incredible but Hartford city was fantastic to grow up in i absolutely loved it um man we rode our bicycles everywhere basketball down at hoover park dude oh man you couldn't even get in the game it would be 50 kids down there trying to get in a basketball game and you know winter stays so you just got to make sure you're on that next team that has a chance to win everybody's kind of jockey and trying to put their best team together but um it's you know there was always guys like me that got stuck on the teams that sucked and we'd, we'd get in for a game and get throttled and twist our ankles and go home and I'm going to get better and come back and win tomorrow. But I heard in the 50s, 60s, 70s that our city was just alive. That it was booming. It was uh, people out all the time. And uh, everybody knew each other. Businesses were thriving. The economy was rolling. Businesses were all full. Still had all the old buildings uptown that have been demolished. There's, a, there's more being demolished now. Gosh, man. Breaks my heart, but the '80s were truly a special time. Um, man, the culture of Hartford City today, compared to what I experienced as a youth, I'm sad for for the kids here. Um, they they won't see that. But Madison, on the other hand, it's it's kind of in a it's in an up. And it's a beautiful little town, and it was fun to go down there and spend three years and bring back those experiences. And I hope to share those uh, with all my Harford City uh, brethren and and uh, help get this place rolling again. But they have their own cultures. It's really interesting um, how uh, I, I'm working over. I've been working over in Western Grant County at Oak Hill, and um, what an awesome community that is too. They are, um, it's a farming community. It's like three communities, four communities that that all come together as one and consider themselves Oak Hill. Uh, I haven't seen the rivalry between each little town, you know, Converse, Swayze, Sweetser, Amboy. I haven't seen like bitterness between them. Like we see here in Blackford County between Hartford City and Montpelier. And, and I think some of that roots to, you know, the origins of Hartford City becoming the capital of uh, the county seat. Sorry, not the capital of Blackford County. <laughs> Take a break, Chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the county seat. Um, you know, I, I think there's still just that animosity carried over generationally. And, you know, we still see it today but you know listen i'm i'm excited to share all these things with you guys and i'm so happy you've taken the time out to listen here with me and you know i, I want to make sure you understand you know where am i going in this life with this podcast yeah it's a mystery it's a mystery you know I, i've got some things scheduled out uh that i'll, I'll be pushing out here and uh, some main points we're going to be talking about. we we'll talk about art. We'll talk about philosophy. We'll talk about some different things, but um, I want to hear back from you. Make sure you're communicating back to me too. And I, I am not sorry that I do not have a preconceived plan. I'm not going to apologize for it. I envy those who do, who have it. I, I'm, I remember like sitting in a, in a car with a guy uh, a few years ago. I'm not going to mention names because I, I have a ton of respect for this guy. We did not see eye to eye on many things, but he was like, Do you have a five year plan? Do you have any kind of plans moving forward? And I'm like, Dude, we're going to win today. We're going to kill it today. And then we're going to encounter something that's going to make us change and evolve and we're going to get better. And that five-year plan that you're talking about, you're going to be so frustrated that you're trying to, I mean, we went at it. And I was so thankful that there was someone that was willing to challenge me in that that situation. I'm thankful for it. And I told him that. Like, I do not want a bunch of yes people around me, but I don't have a five-year plan. I don't. And I doubt I will. So we, we are going to um, take what comes at us. We're going to keep you know bumping along. I have like a 13-year plan. I am finding every way possible to find a way to retire at 62 and a half. So you better believe that. Feel that one. But, uh, <laughs> but I envy those who have it. I really do. I envy those who know what they want, who know where they're going, who have an idea, and they pursue it. And from long term, like I, man, it crushed me to not know what I was going to do when I got out of high school. I was so confused and we'll, we we'll, are going to explore that in episode two. But yeah, you know, research shows that only one in 10 people are actively working their dream job. One in 10, one in 10. Are you one of those one in 10? I am. I've been very fortunate. I have many things I'm interested in. And I've pursued them. And I've pursued them with passion. And I've went after them. I've owned my own business. I've, I've been a teacher. I've been a principal. Uh, I have experienced a lot life has to offer. And I'm so happy that, that I have. Has it always been easy? Absolutely not. I don't think anything worth pursuing is easy. But... I still think that if I were to put a five year plan together, it would change ten minutes later. That's who I am, and I know it drives my wife absolutely nuts, but I've proven time and time again that I will continue to succeed and grow and get better and uh, you know we' i'm um, I'm better for it. I'm happier because of it. But that doesn't mean I don't envy those who have that plan. You know, one of my best friends in high school, he knew what he wanted. He went after it. He did it. And it was a long term commitment to it from like 15 until he was, you know, almost 30 and still chasing it. And I like, I, that's impressive, man. That is impressive. Oh, okay. Like a Tom Brady that has played at the top level of his craft for all these years in an ultra-competitive, um, what, 32 teams in the NFL? And how many people have come and gone while he was in one team, one position, winning year in, year out? Oh, man, that is not an easy task. So 1 in 10, actively working their dream job. Are you one of those 1 in 10? Do you know what you want? Think about it for just a minute. Think deep. Look deep inside. Look into your life. What do you want? Look into the life you want. Are you chasing that? Are you active in that pursuit? If you are, man, keep going. You can do it. You will do it. I am excited for you. If you are not, get going. What are you waiting on? There is nothing that can stop you once you make that decision. Let's explore together how life can and should be within our grasp. That's what I want to do. Are you willing to make that commitment with me? Let's hang out together 30 minutes at a time and find out, can we do it? Can we overcome these short-term simplifications to strive for the long-term freedom of chasing the dream can give you. We will dive into the wide many different topics, some simple, some complex, some may just be ridiculous. but I I, I want to share with you my experiences and hopefully it'll resonate with you know just one or two of you. just one or two and it'll make sense and you'll think, okay, I don't fit in that box that someone else has made and I can do what I want. I can achieve what I want in life and do it my way. Guys, thanks so much for hanging in here with me. I'm, I'm glad you're buckled in. Stay that way. I'm coming at you with more this is going to be uh, an adventure, that's for sure. Message me on um, Instagram, Twitter. Shoot me an email, The Real Mr. Schick, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, check out the website, theschickshow.com or scottschick.com. Shoot me an email at The Real Mr. Schick at Gmail or at Scott at Gmail. We've got some options here, right? Is that too many? Maybe I should just narrow it down. We'll figure it out. We'll see which one people are messaging me more and we'll narrow it down to those. But Thank you guys. It's been an awesome, awesome 30 minutes. I've had a blast. Hope you have too. Have a wonderful day. Keep chasing it. Uh, I love y'all and uh, have a great day, people.